Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. Right now it's a stolen point for Team Canada. Brad Jacobs. Line call. It's all up to Ryan Fry. The Rush brothers have got him. What's the call? What's the line? Run it back. What about this one? Oh, and he's got it. Well, welcome back to Radio KBPV. This is Ranger Gord Tolton speaking to you. And this is another episode of Farley's Frontier Chronicles. This is recollections and uh, historical musings put together by our own intrepid curator here at Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, Mr. Farley Wuth, expressed into the columns that he puts together for the, the local media. And today's column is from the Shoot in the Breeze of January 15th, 2020. And Farley's going to tell us here all about curling highlights from the 1910s and 1920s. So that should be an exciting uh, point in time as we settle into the deepest part of our winter and, and look forward to the spring. And we'll show you how the, uh, the game of curling got some of our pioneers, as it does today, through the doldrums of a, of a southwestern Alberta February. Well, curling comes from a strong Scottish tradition that was found in Pincher Creek, as well as in our surrounding rural areas. And that game has a thriving history that dates back to the 1880s and the 1890s. Well, folklore tells us that many competitive games were hosted on frozen lakes and ponds during those pioneer years. But after the First World War, we saw an intriguing set of curling seasons as it took on a municipal flavor throughout the town. So Farley's going to give us a few of these highlights. The Pincher Creek Curling Club became active once again shortly after the 1918 armistice. In March of 1919, the club held its first annual general meeting and they elected Merchant W.A. Fraser as president, R.M. Brown as secretary, and the haberdasher Harvey Boysenberry as treasurer. Although primarily as curling enthusiasts, the executive was well-connected within the community's business and political leadership. Fraser, for instance, with his brother Sam and fellow pioneer William J.E. McRoberts, they operated an impressive downtown business block. Bosenberry operated a menswear store 
and served as mayor during most of the 1920s. Later, Harvey Bosenberry acted as our member of the Legislative Assembly to the province of Alberta for one term. But back to the game. A new curling rink for the community was a priority with the club and a building committee was chosen to oversee fundraising and construction. So taking a page from the executive's handbook, those selected for this committee included several members active in the community. James Foote, a carpenter who had arrived in our settlement in 1893. R.O. Allison, a farm implement dealer who twice served as mayor of Pincher Creek. Thomas H. Scott, who owned and operated the Scott Block, a major commercial block constructed in 1904 along the south side of Main Street. Sam A. Fraser, business brother of W.A. Fraser, who we've mentioned earlier, and James N. Hood, the local mortician. Now about the curling rink. There was some discussion of a rink being a portion of the Fair Park grounds, situated next to the armories. This location had some favor, as it was within easy walking distance from most points in the town. But those plans soon changed. Prior to 1924, a curling rink was built on the north side of the creek, just east of the corner of Adelaide Street and Wentworth Avenue. Now this was just downstream from the old Hinton Auto Court, but the location is much better known today as that is a portion of the Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village site. Now if you walk into the KBPV site today and you see that straight row where the Fishburn School, the Father Lacombe Hermitage, and down to the Kootenay outpost of the Mounted Police, well, that was the curling rink. Construction of the frame structure began early in the autumn of 1919 with the help of contractor Olette, a well-established builder in Pincher Creek during the 1920s. Part of the work was done on a voluntary basis whereby members of the community would assist in a series of work bees. One such event was held on September 10, 1919, when over two dozen curling enthusiasts showed up to put on the siding. Once completed, the rectangular shaped structure was a welcome addition within curling circles. There was a few friendly competitions in the 1920s and the 1930s. With several years of experience under its belt, the Pincher Creek Curling Club became an eager participant in the Crow's Nest Pass Bonspiel. Hosted at Fernie, BC in January of 1925, three rinks from Pincher Creek traveled to participate. The Jack Kelly rink had the best local showing, winning their first five games. The team did manage to get into the final rounds for two events, the first being the Grand Challenge, in which they placed second to the Lippart team from Fernie. They also placed second to the Stewart team, also from Fernie, for the Lethbridge Brewery Cup. Now the Allison Rink and the Boysenberry Rink each lost four and five ends. Now the Allison Rink lost four ends, and the Bosenberry rink lost five ends. The press reported that the local rinks of Pincher Creek played enthusiastically, but simply were outmaneuvered by the pass and the British Columbia contenders. 
The mild weather also made the ice very heavy, making the game slow, which was a disadvantage to our home teams. Now back in Pincher Creek in the Depression era of the 1930s, the Kelly Cup was the curling trophy most often sought after. It was donated by Jack Kelly, who had played on those curling teams a decade before. In business circles, Jack Kelly operated the Kelly Transfer and Dray Service, which transported freight and passengers between Pincher Creek and the rail connection two miles north at Pincher Station. A large trophy was given to the team that placed first in local curling circles. That team's membership included Gordon Tucker, Vern Burns, Henry Taylor, and Charlie Hinton. And those of you historically minded will recognize all of those names as well-established local businessmen. So curling during the 1920s and 1930s is best remembered for its enthusiasm and its local connection to the business community. Curling remains a highly popular sport and a competitive one as well. And it is good to see that rural community spirit continue today. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenay is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta. This is it. Final stone in 10. Brad Gushu, this is all he's got. Run back, try. Bang the yellow. Come Close. back, red onto oh. yellow. Oh. Spin it back. Oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What a shot. Yeah.